Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of the Coops Gaming Podcast, Crispy Takes on Games and Culture. I'm here with my co-host, Dustin. Dustin, how are you doing today? <laughs> I'm, I'm doing all right. Is that so crispy? Is that like, is that what the kids are saying now? That's the that's the new in term or, or are we trying to start something? I think it's a very like it's it's very much a Zoomer thing to just like make up something and like kind of pretend like it's a thing when it's not. I, I love it. I actually have this. Okay. Okay. There's this great YouTube essay that I've been sending around to to all the boomers i know you're not a boomer but i but uh you know there's a certain kind of meta humor where like that exists on the internet right now that is actually very confusing yes yeah i think uh where where, where is it yeah so it's this guy his name is um i don't know what his his how to pronounce this it's dreg j-r-e-g i don't know if it's junior egg or dreg but he makes like like um satire videos and he has this whole video just explaining post irony, meta irony, and post truth satire. <laughs> That's the name of the video. Oh, and gosh. It, it is actually super great at explaining the, the, the humor that exists for Gen Zers. I don't know. Do you know that this sounds so ridiculous to explain by itself without context? But do you know the, the, um, the Markiplier E meme? I have seen it, but I. That doesn't mean I know it. That that is exactly it. Like uh-huh. <laughs> that is that is fully what a Gen Z meme is. Yeah, I see that. I'm like, sure, guys, whatever. Like, I mean, some some of us did, you know, smoked weed. Some of us uh, went to parties, and I guess some of us do e. <laughs> if it makes you happy, it's great. I I don't, I don't have to understand it for you to be happy. <laughs> <laughs> that's, uh, that's, so, my, that's my crispy take on uh, yeah see there, see you're already getting it uh-huh. it's it's just about using it it's not about it making sense okay i'm into it today's episode we're talking about um i i had this idea i I, the concept is is the game that has aged the worst that's what i want to talk about today um obviously it doesn't have to be objectively the word the game that has aged the worst because there's probably some really bad games that have also aged poorly but i'm talking about like there's been a bunch of times like okay I, i guess i'll just launch right into my my little story time like um a, a great uh, YouTube channel that I really enjoy called uh, Mandalore Gaming. Do you watch any of that guy's stuff? Have you watched game reviews? I, again, I big recommend just like a great review channel overall. Really, really uh, like both fun and funny, but generally pretty serious reviews. His most recent one was for the Homeworld Remastered collection. Have you ever played Homeworld? Uh, yes. Like, a, like the original ones, Homeworld or Homeworld yeah. 2? Yeah, yeah. Um, well, yeah, I, I don't know if the sale is still going on, but uh, he has got I guess he's got to connect with with um, GOG, like uh, good old gaming. OK. And so he was he got them to sell it at like 95 percent off or something. So so I like uh, myself and a bunch of friends scooped up the remastered collection for like a dollar. Oh, yeah. Now it's still on for 90 percent off. So you can get it for, you know, what is this? Four bucks Canadian. 
So I was like, yes, awesome. I like I never played Homeworld one, which is apparently the one that the fans really like. I played Homeworld two. Um, and Homeworld two has a really special place for me because it was one of those. Um, again, I don't know if this you had this experience, but I uh, like. Did you have a comp- any computer labs or anything at school when when you were growing up? Yeah, like way, way back in the day. Back when computers were first uh, in schools, did you did you and your friends like pass games around or anything? Like, did you have like floppies or CDs or USBs or anything? Like, oh man, I was I was pre USB. We had we had those little the little uh, square hard floppy disks. Yeah, yeah, floppies. Yeah, that you'd, you'd have to smuggle into the computer lab and like make sure nobody was paying attention when you, when you installed <laughs> the game because for sure and and guaranteed once a month they went through all the computers wiped all the games and you had to like redo the whole thing yeah in my early days we had um warcraft 2 copied onto a a floppy and then we would we would it was just like disseminated like we we just like copy pasted it onto other people's floppy disks because i think i think it was a requirement for each student to have one floppy (laughs) <laughs> and so and so we would just like overwrite whatever's on theirs <laughs> with warcraft and we just played warcraft in the computer lounge that's that's some deep cuts but whew, i do recall this life <laughs> so that was that was homeworld for me as well it was one of those those like com- computer computer lounge all those games have a really special place in my memory and in my nostalgia like because they were like it was such a i don't know how to put it it was very like um like like uh how i imagine people feel when like they get their hands on some like really obscure mixtape from up from like uh you know how like like music collector heads like just are like oh man i got the new dr doom you know unreleased album or or i got the new you know what i mean like some kind of really deep like hip-hop cut or something like um I, that's definitely how I was feeling, even though they were pretty mainstream games that I was getting. It was like it was just so cool to be part of this. Like, whoa! Like, I'm I I just got a game for free, and I'm playing it like in this space that I'm kind of not supposed to. And like, um, yeah, it felt very gorilla <laughs> with a U. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, 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 yeah. So home and and Homeworld was one of those ones which or Homeworld two was funny because it it's a it at the time if i remember right it was pretty th- demanding in terms of 3d graphics just just in terms of like what kind of pcs they had in the old you know lab um but so it could like barely run <laughs> um but yeah it was just it's it's such a it was such a sweet sweet game um, but it, it really, it, it, I, I've been playing the remastered and it's, it's so disappointing. <laughs> this is making uh-huh. me, honestly, the funny thing is where my brain is at is like, I, I, I'm like, man, I should go back and play like Warcraft one and two. That's where my brain is at now. I'm like, oh my goodness. Like, yeah, forget Homeworld. Like what I should be playing. I should replay War Warcraft one and two. And then, I, but now I'm like, oh my gosh, this is probably not going to age well at all. No, man. Some of them didn't make it well. I think for me, like 
there's a couple games like that that are really do live as kind of moments of like, whoa, this is possible. Do you know what I mean? Like it's like a, a mind expanding thing. But then when you look back on it, it's like, oh, they actually didn't do a good job of that. But they were like, but it was really amazing and creative. Like, yeah, like Homeworld's thing for for the audience or or if you don't know it, it's like um, it's a it's like a space based RTS and real time strategy game. And it, the big gimmick is that you play in fully 3D space. Right. So a lot of games, even if it's like space based, it's like like uh, like Starcraft or something. It's a top down view and it's basically just 2D. Right. You got you move guys around and and they kind of just move around. Uh, Homeworld has this big thing where you can move ships in in. Yeah. In three dimensional space. And that just opens opens up like really wild uh, strategy. Right. So if your opponent is just coming in straight, like a big fleet of dudes is just flying straight in, you can flank them from like literally five sides. Right. Yeah. Like above, yeah. below, yeah. left, right. And you can circle guys around behind it. And Homeworld was also exciting because it was like doing things on a scale that reminds me a lot of like the Total War series now. Yep. You know, um, yeah. where it was like, yeah, you could like zoom all the way out and like see a small little like like uh, like basically like around a planet, including like an asteroid belt and stuff like and then you could zoom all the way down to like an individual ship and you could follow one ship around like almost like first person style. Right. Um, and both of those things to me as a kid were like literally mind boggling. I remember feeling like um, what's the word disoriented like from the from the 3D space, like trying to do like 3D spatial reasoning in in a video game i was like what how do i like i remember just like struggling to conceive <laughs> of that does that make sense like yeah no, I'm, t- I'm tracking yeah yeah especially as someone who had been playing a bunch of warcraft and starcraft it was like um i was like like how do i like how do i like come up with strategies for this hi everyone we're doing a regular live stream over at twitch.tv slash the coop we're live streaming Monday through Thursday starting at 10 p.m. CST. We'll be playing a big variety of games, including League of Legends, and talking with you in chat about the same kinds of things we do here. Consider heading over to twitch.tv slash thecoop and hitting the follow button. So I, I, Homeworld definitely isn't for me. I'd have to go... I'd go a little farther back. Like so, I recently, in in the same vein of of playing a a remake uh, or a remaster, uh, Assassin's Creed Two, like the whole Ezio collection. So Assassin's Creed, like that game, blew my mind when it came out because the the controller was was like tied to the parts of the body. In, in a way that like oh yeah that what yeah 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 it, it felt really meta to be like so your 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 upper controls control the upper parts of this body you're up you're a person playing a person playing a person like really i mean i it took so long to learn how to do it and entirely retrain my brain how to think about a controller 
Uh, and then once I'd gotten it, I was like, oh, this makes the most sense for ever controlling something like this. Why wouldn't like the left button be for your left arm and the right button be for your right arm? Right. It was B, B or, or B or, um, yeah, it was, or, or circle, I guess on PlayStation was, was like your, your main hand weapon, right? Like if you had a, yeah. stole a sword from a guard, it would be, that would be B, right? Yeah. Yeah. I Which, forgot about that. So totally brilliant. Uh, like loved that game, played tons of hours of it. NCO's whole story. I thought it was incredible to follow him through age. It felt so relatable. So when the remaster came out, I was like, oh yeah, this is a, this is a no brainer. I'll pick this up immediately. Uh, and love playing it. And I started playing it and I was like, this doesn't, this isn't the game I remember. Did they change everything in this? Uh, and it's very sloppy in the way everything happens in it. I was like, the controls feel clunky. Uh, I'm constantly flying off of surfaces and not like I can't parkour to save my life. Uh, I was like, this isn't, I, I remember this game being like just fluid and mind blowing and it's barely playable to me. Oh, that's tough. Yeah, it was, it was, it was a, it was a rough go. Now I, I, I'm thinking back and I don't know if I have the same level of nostalgia for two. That's not, that's two you're talking about, right? Assassin's Creed two yeah. SEOs thing. Yep. But I, I, I definitely have a big amount of nostalgia for one. And maybe two, too. Honestly, if I went back and like reviewed, I probably wouldn't would would think that way because I remember really enjoying one, two and three. I know a lot of people started to have lots of problems with three, but I enjoyed three a lot. I thought it was good. Connor's I thought Connor's story was fine. Uh, but but like the 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 Ezio trilogy and one are the big like nostalgic things I after playing the the Ezio trilogy remastered. I was like, I don't think I could go back to one. I think it might be just unplayable, which is such a shame because I loved those. Like I spent so many hours replaying them, playing them over again, getting all the like going back through all the memories to like to perfectly accomplish everything. That was a real hard blow. So you're like I don't actually know if I will play through this remaster all the way. Because I don't know if I can stand how badly it plays now. <laughs> uh, oh, that's tough. Yeah, see, like, like, and I, I remember the same thing. Like, I, I feel, I probably, I, like, I started to dislike that game series quite heavily after three. Okay. Um, even with three, three was like pushing my, my, like ability to be like i actually like this series um and but i remember assassin's creed one really was like mind-blowing to me it was like it was doing something both like especially narratively um to that was really really different like the whole concept of like, yeah, going into into your like genetic memory and like playing out scenes from your genetic memory and the story behind that, the Templars, the cool like, you know, Templars versus Assassins thing. Like it was just such a fun and unique story. Um and and like, yeah, I, I think I there's a if I understand it right, I'm 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 probably not alone with a lot of fans feeling like, where did that story go? <laughs> did they ever resolve that? Or is it just like 
carrying on and on and on with the with this with the series like so you uh i don't know how to answer that question without uh it, this being a podcast about assassin's creed <laughs> <laughs> okay well hold on hold on maybe this is this maybe that's what we can do on the on the patreon side i'm 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 way more happy to do on on the patreon side of things do like spoilery type stuff because people don't want to run into like plot spoilers in just like a regular podcast so if you uh, if you want to hear us talk about the assassin the plot of Assassin's Creed because I would actually love to hear your your synopsis of it because I am not caught up at all. Oh sure, um, yeah, that's great. I, I, then, I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah. You you can you guys can you guys can go check out the Patreon, uh, and and we'll talk about it there because we don't, I don't want to I don't want to spoil the game, especially if people are still playing it. But um, <laughs> the hidden answer to to your to my question is clearly no. By the way, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. In in the short of it, not exactly. Yeah. So so is it so so for you is is the Ezio trilogy? Is it just? Is it like? Is it the story, or is it like you talked a lot about controls and and flow of the game not feeling the same? Like, is it is does the story still hold up? The story has is gappier than I remember. Like, I, I my brain filled in stuff, or must have in in the memory because I think about it as this like nice, fluid, even like point to point, interesting to interesting. And there's these like now you're out of the animus and it's chunky and doesn't make much sense and now you're back in the animus and it's time has jumped around. Uh, and I'm like, is this this feels disjointed? It feels like not all the information's here. I it just yeah, it feels like everything. Uh, my brain did a lot of work in memory uh, that that doesn't that doesn't seem to happen in practice anymore. Or or. Yeah, it filled in the gaps of something that that had gaps, it turns out. If you're enjoying this podcast, our live stream, or our video essays, please consider heading over to patreon.com slash thecoop. You can support our ongoing work and help us expand and grow what we're doing. At any tier, you get access to a second weekly podcast, which will be exclusively posted there. Please consider supporting us on Patreon today. Uh, that that's actually a really great segue into a, into another game for me, if that's okay. I think that you probably would agree with, um, which is is like final the Final Fantasy series and like specifically Final Fantasy VII. Oh, this one hurts, but yeah, and, and I know it, someone's gonna be screaming the second you said that, but yeah, but you're right. Like, okay, let me let me fl- let me flex a bit of my fandom here so that people don't like crucify me, okay? Like I I would describe myself as a Final Fantasy super fan, okay? Especially when I was a kid. Like Final Fantasy 7 was the sole reason why I I begged my parents for a PlayStation 1 uh and close to launch was that like I knew that this game existed I I was like I need to play this game I need a PlayStation 1 I jumped I was an on the Nintendo wagon like I had an I had a Super Nintendo where I played Final Fantasy 4 um I and Final, and then I borrowed my neighbor's copy of Final Fantasy 6 but it was scary <laughs> Kefka scared me <laughs> Oh wait no yeah Kefka's in 6 yeah um 
And uh, his laugh like really, really scared me as a kid. Um, and uh, and then I I had a Game Boy where I played uh, like I like I was really on the Nintendo thing, you know, Pokemon, all that stuff. And yeah, I made the hard pivot over to PlayStation just to get on that stuff. Right. And it was a great decision because I ended up playing a ton of Final Fantasy seven, Final Fantasy Tactics um final fantasy nine like i just played i was so into this stuff i got i got um i had for a while i had a subscription to that what is that play um oh the what was the playstation's magazine called at that time it had playstation on the cover i know exactly what you're talking about i also had a subscription with 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 the like with the demo discs that came out all the time yes Uh yeah it was just playstation magazine yeah psm there you go. PSM. Yeah. The demo discs, man, oh, were dude. so cool. Pass those things around all the time. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And then we would grab the occasional copy of like, what is it? Electronic. Is this Electronic Gaming Monthly? There was one that had at the back, like just a big list of like. Of of uh, yeah, of cheat codes and stuff like or like or like. Uh, yeah. Uh huh. And we would we would we would uh, write them down on pieces of paper because we couldn't scan anything back then. And then you could, we would pass around the cheat code like playlist among my friends. Oh man, that's that's a real nostalgia hit. Um, but yeah, so 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 okay. Getting back to now that I'm done flexing my credentials, um, it, it, like yeah, Final Fantasy. A, a lot of JRPGs for me are carried by. And, and I'm trying to think of the best way of expressing this because I'm actually writing a, a Final Fantasy Tactics um, like like vi- like game review because I don't there's not a lot of uh, people doing reviews of tactics games. Um, I think a lot of people just forgot it exists. Fantastic game, by the way. Um, but uh, that one that one holds up a lot better. But even in that one, I'm realizing, yeah, exactly what you just said earlier, like how much my brain was working um, to make it even more cool than it actually was. Like, man, like Final Fantasy VII's story in, in the beginning, I mean, throughout the whole game is it, it, the summary of the story is very good and clear if you could like summarize it but the way it's expressed is so convoluted and confusing it is extremely obtuse like there's there's nothing about the the story and the play that makes it clear what's happening i i think about it now and go back and go like yeah i remember playing that game and not understanding whole chunks of the story Oh yeah, I had no idea. Like wh- why? Like the hole in the wheelchair, in the Mako water. Like what was? Like that it was just. It was part of the story in between action points. Yeah, and and there's just stuff that's like never clarified. No, like I like it, it's and it's especially weird right now because I have I have played the Final Fantasy VII remake or or what whatever you want to call it. What's its name? Yeah, Final Fantasy remake. VII Remake Intergrade. Remake is the right word. Um, uh, I, and, I love, man, I love that remake so much. It's yeah. what I love about it is it's it looks like how I remember Final Fantasy VII looking. 
and, and I recently played like like old school Final Fantasy VII for about six hours, and then went like it's this is impossible to play. The <laughs> controls are are like just unnavigatable. Uh, everything runs so slow. Uh, I was furious, and I like I'm into JRPGs. I like fairly slow movement. I I didn't like the newest Halo because it it's too fast. I want something more slower. I I want slower. My my old my old man reaction times aren't uh, aren't up for these newfangled dooms. <laughs> uh, but it was like I was like, come on, just get a little bit faster. How many like I'm pressing down? Why is this? Oh yeah, it was bad. And that was a game like I, I took. I used to bring my PlayStation to high school so we could play Final Fantasy VII mini games uh, in the AV room at break. Nice. So, like, I'm long, that's awesome. Long, longtime fan, beloved game, beloved game. Uh, yeah, yeah. We made it a we made it a community game, and it wasn't uh, <laughs> at all. That's awesome. And uh, no, I would say it's unplayable. But the remake, man, the remake is is everything that I remembered it being. I haven't finished yet, so so I don't want any end games and end spoilers. I, I am curious to play the ending though, because I do think that I hear that the ending is what is somewhat controversial among fans, because there's some there's clearly some some departures from the plot of Final Fantasy VII uh, going on. I mean, you can tell that from moment one of the game, basically. But but in true Final Fantasy fashion, you do not understand why until uh, maybe later or after you read someone else's take. <laughs> oh no! Uh, but it's it's good. It's actually I I think they've done us a service in giving us a game that looks like we remember it looking, uh, and is somewhat obscure, like we remember. Uh, but also giving us the opportunity to be surprised. Over at YouTube, we are producing video essays on video games. It's a longer form of engagement where we get to put our thoughts down and really dive deep into a single game. We've got some great videos planned, so please consider looking up the coop on YouTube and subscribe to our channel so you can check them out. Our videos will also release early over at patreon.com slash the coop. I, I have to say, I, I so I'm in this weird zone where I'm like kind of getting back into Final Fantasy and JRPGs again. Like I've fallen out of, of JRPGs for a long time now. Um, I, I have tried to get back into like different JRPGs and overall they have been extremely disappointing. But with Final Fantasy VII Remake and also some friends were strongly encouraging me to try Final Fantasy XIV online. Yeah. And with getting into both of those, I'm like, oh, like there are actually decent JRPGs out there. But like when like honestly, when is when is our JRPGs going to start progressing into like into the 21st century when it comes to storytelling? Like. I get that a lot of fans are love these stories, but like, guys, I, I should not have to read wiki articles just to understand the basic flow of the story. I really should not. <laughs> and and it's and it's small things that like the communities just let them get away with, like naming people multiple names um, and 
like intentionally making things unclear to get these really cheap like ha 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 that guy was that guy all along uh-huh. like mo- like jrpgs love doing that and it's like that's not that's not fun that's not a good plot point like I, if this if this was in a marvel movie or something we would hate it i i don't know if there's a point where like if it is if that isn't there then uh people will be angry that oh they they didn't do any of the normal stupid things <laughs> I I don't know if that I don't know if that game can be won. Uh, it is like, do you ever watch? Have you watched Hot Ones? Yes. Oh, I love Hot Ones. Big fan. So, every, everybody says that that de bomb hot sauce tastes wretched. It's a it's a garbage hot sauce. You can get the same heat in a way better hot sauce. Why on earth would they keep putting a a garbage hot sauce in this show now that they're like this many seasons in? Uh, and he said. It's because that's part of part of the experience is a bad tasting burning hot sauce. It's a point where you're supposed to be like, "This is disgusting, and I hate this." Uh, that's that's part of the experience, and I I don't know if like part of the JRPG experience is uh, the 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 nine names of so and so. Yeah, yeah, like. I, I guess I I feel so differently about the the bomb and that stuff because like the that's the 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 bomb is hot sauce and watching someone eat a terrible hot sauce is funny because it's happening to them not be, and because it's not <laughs> happening to me. Okay, right? Like I I so something that I've started appreciating a lot is that Final Fantasy Tactics uh, for me has aged so well. Um, first of all, because it has real, its art style just really holds up. Like if you, if you Google it and look at its promotional art or even its in-game art, it's like, yeah, this is really cool. This could be, this could be released today as like a, you know, a pixel graphic video game. Yes. Yeah, Um, it definitely could. I agree with that. It has a strong sense of style, a really amazing art direction and color. Um, and so so one of the things I've just been replaying it and capturing footage and stuff for the video essay, but like the story is a very simple, very understandable story. It And it does a lot of the Final Fantasy stuff. Um, uh, what, what's the word? Yeah. So it, it, the story is a very simple, accessible story that has a bunch of those Final Fantasy twists. And so it's not a weird esoteric story that also has final fantasy twists it's a very simple story that has final fantasy twists so the basic story is you have like um there's a a kingdom the king dies under mysterious circumstances and then his two top generals after a war are fighting over the country okay i mean that's 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 the basic story that's that's a little simple for final fantasy but i'll allow it but it's great, right? Like, and then it gets really complicated by via characters, right? Like different characters and their motivations. And then, you know, there's, there's Final Fantasy stuff where, you know, it's like people are trying to be God or whatever, because that's kind of always what happens in every Final Fantasy. Yep. Some guys like I have a crystal or an orb or a power stone and I'm going to be God now. Yep. Um, <laughs> and I mean, like, yeah we don't even like yeah that's how it works that's how you uh-huh. become god you just get enough crystal power 
And then so there's all these different factions and groups and they complexify the story. But the the basic story is actually just a very, very simple one. And and main characters just kind of caught up in it all. Trying to trying to do the right thing. Um and, and so like the the story survives well. Um and uh the story like I'm re-experiencing it now and I'm like, wow, this is a really, very relatable story. Um, whereas, yeah, like I, I replayed Final Fantasy seven and I'm still, I'm replaying the original, um, to get footage for, for the, my video essay on the remake. And yeah, the, the story is so, it's so confusing what's going on. Yeah. It's extremely unclear. It's expressed through the lens of each character has their own like thing that's going on, but their own personal stories make the bigger story unclear. And it never tells you this is this person's perspective. It's like, this is just narration. Here's the narration. Oh yeah. It doesn't make sense because uh, it's from a different perspective that no one else can see, but you think everyone can see it and you're wondering why they aren't responding to it. That's because they can't. It's a flashback. Yeah. Yeah. We didn't tell you it was a flashback. You're playing it in real time. <laughs> yeah. Like I, I find like, like the basic story is actually very interesting to me of like, you know, people living in a ultra metropolis, you know, the, the, you know, a corporate entity abusing the planet for energy seems pretty relatable. Yep. Sure um, is. <laughs> and, uh, and like, they're trying to stop it. Like quite, quite simple, straightforward story, right? Like it, I remember in playing the remake, I'm like, wow, yeah, the plot seems really clear playing the original. I was like, wait, that was the plot. Uh-huh. <laughs> like, Aliens. I remember reading through the, the, like everything you need to know about uh, Final Fantasy. And I was like, wait a second. Genova's an alien. That's not right. It's not aliens, is it? It's like, yeah, I guess it is aliens. I just entirely missed that in all the times I played it. I was like, no, she's like a thing that's on the planet forever. Nope. Alien. Probably an alien. Yeah. And yeah. So yeah, Genova and Sephiroth, all that stuff. It's like, I definitely made tons of assumptions about Sephiroth that, that like, I was just like, yeah, he's like a cool guy, extra awesome soldier who I guess got corrupted somehow. Genetic experimentation. Yeah, something like, like that those, those by the things. evil corporation. Sure. But it's like way more. It, that's not it. <laughs> no, it isn't it. It's way more complicated than that. And I also didn't know that until very recently. Yeah. Like, and, and I just, yeah, that's what I mean. And just for the listener's sake, that's what I mean when I'm, when I say like my brain was working overtime to fill in the gaps on some of these stories. They, they, and I, and I get it. They had so little they were working with. They, they, they couldn't stitch all those. There wasn't enough. They didn't have enough like bits for text of that much to explain the story. They'd had to release a book to read alongside the game. Uh, cause they didn't have the, there was already four discs. Yeah. Oh my gosh. That's a lot. <laughs> it, was, it was already four discs. You remember that big fat case? I do. Uh, I still, I think I still have it somewhere. 
I think I do too. I, I, kept I have. A couple. I think I have seven, eight, and nine. I or actually, I don't think I have seven. Actually, I think my copy of seven is missing. I have I have eight, nine, and tactics still. I just kept them. Nice. I don't own a PlayStation anymore, though. <laughs> no, I don't either. PlayStation One, that old gray box. Yeah, that you had to constantly open and close and open and close just to get a disc to read. Oh, so good. <laughs> yeah, I love that. We would not put up with any longer. No. I like, and I, I guess I feel like I could really go on for, for, for on this, but maybe maybe we'll on the maybe we'll move mosey on to the Patreon side of the podcast now. But uh, I I think I want to like. Have, did you play Chrono Trigger or Chrono Cross at all? Oh, the, both. the Chrono games. Yeah, oh, yes. I want to talk about those on the Patreon side because okay. they they are. I think that those games are good examples of games that have aged well. A Chrono Trigger has aged incredibly well. Yeah, uh, I don't know about Cross. I can't find it anywhere to play it. We will talk about that. <laughs> awesome. I will help you play it if you want to. Yeah. Um. But yeah. Anyway, thanks everybody for for listening to us talk about about uh, uh what we feel are are some outdated or or not outdated. Outdated is the wrong word, but just games that have been you know live better in our memory than they do in replaying. Yeah, um, seminal and, gaming experiences that it turns out won't be seminal for anyone else. <laughs> yeah. So I, I would actually really, really, really love to hear uh, uh, our listeners or our Patreon uh, people's uh, like takes on this stuff. I would really because I, I love playing games that mean a lot to other people and then like trying to experience what they experienced um, or, or like see what, what made that big connection for them. Um, so yeah, if you, if you guys want to in, uh, you know, comment or send us, uh, a thing I should have, an, I should set up an email so people can mail in. Actually, I haven't done that. Send us, I, I, I will, after recording this, I will put up the, we'll have an email. You can email us, uh, your, your thoughts, uh, or you know games that 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 live better in your memory than they do in the present, um, and I think I'd really like to play play them. Maybe we can do a little let's play for the Patreon. That would actually be fun too. Oh yeah, depending on the depending on the game, but that actually be a lot of fun. It might be Just, painful, but that would also kind of be fun. Yeah, that's part of the part of the experience, right? Yeah, exactly. Hi everyone, we're doing a regular live stream over at twitch.tv slash thecoop, where we are live streaming Monday through Thursday starting at 10pm CST. We are writing video essays over at YouTube and doing this weekly podcast. If you're enjoying any of that content, you can support us over at patreon.com slash thecoop. There you can get access to the second half of this podcast, early access to video essays, access to our Patreon-only Discord, and access to our regular Patreon-only video AMAs. All of these creative projects are not possible without you, so thank you so much for your ongoing support. Please consider supporting us on Patreon today at patreon.com slash thecoop.